0: Good evening. Tonight we will be listening to five park ranger stories whilst you explore the woods with me. So get something warm on. Number 1 One of my best buds from college was a geologist major that ended up becoming a ranger in the southeast US. I haven't spoken in years as in the case with age, but I remember about eight to nine years back he was telling me about an old married couple that he had recently helped out. He had seen them come to the park several days in a row and found out they were visiting from out west and they'd gotten engaged there decades prior. They had been searching for a spot they'd taken pics of when he popped question, but were having trouble After looking at the pics and after figuring out roughly where they were trying to get, he escorted them in his vehicle, then hiked with them to where he thought it would be. They found it, and he left them there and went back to his station at the entrance. He said he got a weird feeling once he got back, and felt like he needed to wait to see them whenever they left. Well... Once it came time to lock up at night, he still hadn't seen them leave, so he reported it, left his assistant to wait at the shack at the entrance, and went back to where he left them. He found both of them lying down spooning along the bank on the river. Neither were alive. He called the cops, went through the nine yards, and went home. The police were able to disclose to him their identities but weren't sure anything else initially. Later he learned that the wife was terminally ill with cancer, and they had both committed suicide by ingesting some sort of chemical pill combination medley. They just chose to do it where they had gotten engaged at. My bud wasn't torn up about it. He was obviously sad for about them dying, but said that he thought they hadn't asked for help earlier because they didn't want anyone to think they helped kill him. Number 2 To be clear, I am not forestry, I just have a related story. My cousin is with the Forest Service in the Montana, Wyoming area and I decided to go up there with her to initially test the waters. She does hydrology and has to ride out to the middle of nowhere to test streams and snow runoff to ensure no contaminants. So I thought that sounded fun and wanted to do a bit of a tour with her. We were going to have a camp out there for two nights. So we packed up all our gear in saddlebags or saddle bundles and started out. The first day and night was amazing. Beautiful scenery and amazing air quality. It really is so peaceful out there. I love that area and I wish I got to go up there more often. Anyway... We started out on the second day, and my cousin said, You want to see something weird? Of course, I said yes. So she led me on a bit of a side journey into this tiny little ravine. We ended up travelling about two hours away from our actual path we had laid out. At the very end of this fold in the land, she dismounts and tells me to get off my horse. We tie them up in this gorgeous little clearing and she tells me to follow this tiny wildlife path and bring our little rechargeable radio. It is one of those you can plug in or wind up, and it also acts as a lantern if you really need it to, but that kills the batteries quickly. I do, and out in the middle of fucking nowhere, there is a huge coil of wire sticking out of the ground. The wire itself was not weirdly large, like some buried transmission wire, but small, like 10 or 12 gauge wiring from a house. It trailed off into the bush and trees, so naturally I decided to follow the damn thing out of curiosity. My cousin trails behind me as I do, and this wire, after coming straight up from the ground, it strung across limbs of trees then back to the ground. Then it snakes around rocks and finally dead ends into an outlet. That outlet is mounted on the side of a desk. It looks like a school desk from when I was growing up. With a metal base and a pseudo wood plastic top thing. No chair, no building, no nothing. Just this outlet and this desk. I am standing confused as all hell at this desk in the middle of a forest when my cousin takes the radio, pulls out the cord, and plugs it into the outlet. That fucker then lit up and started blaring static. The wire was being fed from somewhere. Now, the place where we were had no road access, no buildings for many miles, and no other people around. And yet, there was a live outlet. Weird as shit. Number 3 I was the lone recreation ranger in a small district in southern Idaho. Nearest town from guard station was about an hour and a half away by car. After moving into guard station, solar power was not working, and I hadn't slept for about a month due to various factors. Bats in the cabin, something walking on the deck at night. The woods there always had an eerie feeling to them, unlike the southwest Ponderosa forest that I was used to. About two months into the seasonal job, I started to hear something walking and scratching on the deck at night, perhaps even on the door. Now, this district was known for its badgers and beavers, so I didn't think much of it. When leaving the cabin at night, I always had an eerie feeling like I was being watched. One night, I was returning from my grocery run. Always went on Tuesday nights, and I had a bad feeling. At the time, I did not have my shotgun in the vehicle. After stepping out of the vehicle, I looked to the right of the cabin, about 50 feet from my front door. All I could see were two eyes about three and a half to four feet in the air. To say I freaked out was an understatement, I started yelling, get the fuck out of here, but the eyes only crouched down and inched closer, at this point I could tell it was a large animal of some kind, definitely not a coyote. I tossed a piece of firewood in the general area and the creature leaped back a bit but did not make a sound, tossed four or five more pieces and the creature still inched forward. At this point, I fumbled with the keys. Of course, the fucking solar power was out again. I managed to get inside and grab my shotgun. Technically, you're not supposed to have guns in this kind of housing, but who the fuck lives in the Hills Have Eyes, Back country and does not carry? Went outside. Creature was a bit closer. Still could not get a good look with my shitty headlamp loaded shotgun and continued to throw pieces of wood with one hand. Finally the creature walked back into the bush. That night I had drank about four IPAs and slept with my shotgun. In the morning, trail crew came up and we found mountain lion tracks all over the porch, rocking bench and compound leading back to the creek. After that event I always heard the rocking chair move and someone or something walking on the porch but never found any tracks after that point. Considering that it was always muddy up there, it was weird to not find any tracks. I've been stalked by mountain lions before and never had that eerie feeling like I did in those woods. Number 4 I was in the Gila Wilderness and a convoy of us campers, fishers were making the drive on the Dutch road from Mongolian to Snow Lake when we spotted a forest ranger guy pulled over looking in a ditch. Turns out some idiot tried to make a U-turn and didn't realise the loose rock makes it hard to stop. They went over the edge and high centred. We are miles from the nearest official campground and it's early spring. And the night time gets pretty damn cold. We get a jeep with a winch in the position and start to pull the guy out of the ditch. Off a hill comes a white dude in a purple velvet sweatsuit. He's got a walking stick, fanny pack and a purple velvet sweatsuit. That's it. He's a blonde dude and pretty skinny. He comes up to us and tells us he's German and having a great time. We could not get over the purple velvet suit. It was like a real pimp sweatsuit. The ranger is immediately suspicious, wants to know where he's staying and where he came from. It was around 9 in the morning and the only way he could have gotten where he came from was to hike for hours. The German guy is a goofy fuck and just points off towards the other mountains when asked where he's staying or going. We all think it's funny but also question how the guy is getting along with no water and no food. The sun is intense above 5,000 feet, even if it's only 75 degrees. The German guy refuses water or any other help and just crosses the road, goes off into the woods. The ranger told us he can't really keep the guy from doing that since he seemed okay. He said he'd check a few campsites in that direction later to see if he made it. We got to Snow Lake and commenced drinking like fish in order to better catch fish. That evening, the ranger pops by to tell us that nobody at any other camps had seen the dude. He radioed around and no other ranger had abandoned camps or missing campers and they surely hadn't seen a German dude in a purple pimp sweatsuit. The ranger rolled off duty the next day and his replacement came by to make sure the other ranger wasn't smoking something we gave him. We assured him it all happened. Never heard another word about the German in the purple pimp sweatsuit. But makes for a good story. Number 5 I have been a ranger in the USFS for almost 15 years, but this takes place about 3 years after I joined. We were getting calls about a lone wolf with a collar on hanging around campsites. Weird since wolves aren't known to be in the area, but when you work in this field long enough, you start to realise anything is possible. No calls had mentioned violent behaviour from the animal, thank God. I departed from the station around noon to check out the places that had been sighted. Wandered around for about three hours. No further calls during that time. Until I took a break for water, sat down, had a snack. Drank some water and was getting ready to go again when the thing was about twenty feet out, trotting near the tree line. It seemed friendly and had the collar, so I whistled to it and he came over to me. Getting a closer look, I could see it wasn't a wolf. It was huge, but it was dark and didn't have the right body structure, though I could see why it'd be confusing from a distance. I radioed in and reported that I had a dog with me, but as soon as I said I'd bring it in, the dog fucking took off like he was playing to see how far he could get me to chase him, typical dog behaviour. I went after it and I swear it was a game of chase for at least 5 minutes as we steadily ran through the forest. Please don't go running through woods unless you know the area like the back of your hand. The dog finally slowed down near a rock bed creek area and started pacing around a spot. I drew closer and I didn't see anything of at first. Then I noticed it. The overgrowth had almost disguised what appeared to be bones. I called it in immediately and another team was sent to recover the remains. When I went to retrieve the dog, he was just gone, but honestly, it wasn't a priority at this point. He was friendly enough and I figured we'd catch up with him later. The bones were identified as teenage males, died by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He'd been reported missing in the area long before I became a ranger, and there'd been pretty much no hope of finding him. I spoke to his mum on the phone, she called to thank me personally, and she asked how I'd found her son. I mentioned the black dog, then thought I'd say something wrong since there was a pause on her side of the line. After I gave a couple of details about the dog, she quietly explained that her son, who struggled with making connections, had sunken into a deep depression after death of his best friend, the very dog that led me to him. I think I spent the rest of the day stunned. I continue to be in disbelief, in a way, but I know what happened. Also... Throw away account because my maim would give away who the individual in this post is and where it took place. The family still grieves for their son. Thanks for listening. I hope you all enjoy it. If you're new, please subscribe as we're aiming to hit 1000 by the start of December. And maybe even hit that bell button so you get notifications and don't miss an upload. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.